Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? Your guy Ike Jones here. The morning drop. It is Monday, March 27th, man. We are moving on along just a few short days away from A-Day. And we're talking a little bit about the defensive backfield. Going to get you guys hip to everything that's going on right now during spring. Your guy Ike Jones right here at The Warning Drop. Let's drop it on him. Now listening to The War Report. Yes, indeed. Morning drop time. Ike Jones in here running solo for a little bit. I think my guy B-Will is going to jump on at some point in time this morning. At any rate, we are here talking about Auburn football during the spring. It is Monday, March 27th. Hopefully everybody's feeling really good this morning. Defensive backfield seems like it's going to be a strength for the Tigers going to have a strength this season in defensive backfield led again by DJ James. DJ James was the transfer in from Oregon last season and was really holding it down on the corner. One of the better defensive backs in the entire conference last season. I expect a repeat performance from him this year. This is going to be the year where he goes out there and tries to make the money to jump into the first round. So hopefully uh, DJ James has a stellar season to to back up the uh, previous season that he had. But the question for a lot of people is what's going to happen on the opposite side of the field from DJ James. I still think that Nehemiah Pritchett has a really good opportunity to go out here and lock down the other corner. Uh, But you are hearing a lot of buzz from just the, the, the ability as just a ball player from the freshman Kay and Lee out there on the opposite side. So um, early returns on a flip from Ohio state for uh, coach Hugh freeze props to Zach Etheridge, um, for for getting out there and really making that happen, though. But for Coach Hugh Freeze and staff to have that flip over from Ohio State to already be paying good dividends in the spring because you want competition at every position. Uh, we talk about that a lot here on the show. Regardless of what the position is, you want to have competition so that you know you're putting the best of the best out there. So hopefully we'll continue to have that. And then you've got you know new defensive backfield coach um, Wesley McGriff in here doing his thing to get those guys ready to play. McGriff has a big time um, resume of being able to put good defensive backfields out there. So hopefully we'll be in a place this coming up fall where we can have some lockdown corners out there. And, you know, as we've heard, the the pass rush situation isn't necessarily top tier yet. Um, you know, we've got some some good players out there, but I don't think that anybody has blown anyone away with their ability to get around the edge and really apply pressure 
to the quarterback. So if you're not going to have an elite pass rush, then you have to have corners that can go out there and lock down a little bit more to give that pass rush some more time. So, you know, coverage sacks are really what we're going to be hoping for if we can't figure out a way to scheme some better um, pass rush up front. So outside of the two that we've talked about, the two positions, I should say, DJ James, He's he's got one of those spots secured. Um, the other side, I do think that's going to be an intense competition between the two gentlemen that I've already mentioned. And there's a lot of other talented guys on this defensive backfield. Let me go ahead and pull up my roster here so I can make sure that I don't miss any names as we're going through talking about this stuff. I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to having the conversation at some point in time with how the defensive backfield is being coached by two different coaches right now, right? Like you've got safety coach and you've got a DB coach. So outside in the back uh, side are going to be coached by two different coaches. And I, I just wonder how that symmetry is going on. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got KN Lee, DJ James, Keontae Scott. You guys know I am a big Keontae Scott guy. Um, he is going to be instrumental to this defense, nickel, slot, um, whatever you want to call it. He's probably going to be playing a little bit of that star position that's going to be in this defense where there's that linebacker slash uh, DB hybrid. Um, I can see um, Donovan Kaufman also playing in that position, but I do think that Keontae Scott is is going to be a focal point of this defense as far as his ability to be hybrid, right? Like he plays well down in the box. He's a good, he's a, sh a pretty sure tackler. Um, he had some instances where he was taking some bad angles as I look back at the tape last year. But I think, you know, his, his understanding of this new defense coming in, we got to remember with Keontae Scott, he was a guy that didn't get here until the fall, but still was able to, well, he came during the summer, late summer even, like when they were starting fall camp, he was just getting down to the plains. But he was still able to get out there and get starter minutes, right? So Keontae Scott, a guy who will have a full spring under his belt coming up here, a full summer program, and then a full fall camp, I do expect to see him take a leap this season, even though I thought he played well last season. And that's coming from a guy, again, who's a big fan of what I've seen from him already. But I do expect big things from my guy, Keontae Scott, coming up here. Uh, we've already talked about Nehemiah Pritchett as potentially going to be the guy on the outside. Listen, I know a lot of Auburn fans aren't big Nehemiah Pritchett fans because they have um, these memories of him getting blown by in the Georgia game two years ago and defense is picking on him. Listen, if you got DJ James on one side, they can't go but to one other place. So they're going to have to pick on the other guy. Right. So it's not because Nehemiah Pritchett's not good. It's just that he's playing opposite of a really good corner. Do you think the and I before I say this, I am not saying that DJ James is Deion Sanders. So full stop right there. What I'm saying is, do you think that the corner opposite of Deion Sanders wasn't getting picked on more than Deion Sanders was? Absolutely was. That doesn't mean that guy wasn't a good corner, just not Deion. Right. So Nehemiah Pritchett, good corner, just not quite DJ James level of lockdown, but I still think that, um, listen, he was always in, not always in position, nine times out of 10 in position where he needed to be. Um, so, and has a lot of speed. He has a lot of ability to recover if he does get beat. So I do like what Nehemiah Pritchett brings to this defense, a lot of seniority, a lot of leadership that he's going to provide out there. Looking forward to seeing what he can do this season. Take a pause right here and let my guy jump in here. Be Will has arrived. So for those of you who were hoping to see a full stream of just Ike talking, sorry to disappoint you. Be Will jumping in here. What's up, man? How you feeling this morning? Man, what's up, man? This weather is 
It's crazy right now. Um, I hope my power stay on during the stream. But we here, man. We here. We here. Yeah, what we talking a, about? a lot of storms. So I didn't acknowledge this the other day, but definitely want to, um, you know, say that our thoughts and prayers with the people of Mississippi devastated by the tornadoes that ran through mm-hmm. that state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then S- Southern Alabama, you know, a lot of storms going on there. I don't think that we've seen quite the level of devastation that Mississippi did. Um, however, uh, definitely, if you're in that area right now listening, hopefully you're in a safe place. I know we got some people that that watch the show that are down in the Auburn Montgomery area. So hopefully you guys are in in a safe place. And if you couldn't listen to this live, maybe you listen to this on the restream or whatever like that. Um, uh, so talking this morning about the defensive backfield, I was just kind of going through mm-hmm. some names here. Um, do you have any thoughts? So you have actually been at practice. I know, again, um, you and Mike have been concentrated a little bit more on the quarterback and wide receiver position, but have you had an yeah. opportunity to observe anything happening with the DBs out there? Have not, did not, mostly because they weren't going up against uh, wide receivers. If they were doing drills against wide receivers, that would have been something we wanted to see, but they didn't put that uh, as available in the media viewing. So we just focused on the wide receivers catching passes from the QBs, but um I, I don't have a beat on what that room is going to look like other than I know DJ James is starting at one. I already heard you talk about him and give him his, 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 his due props because, I mean, he, he's, he's shut down. He's yeah. locked down and have one side of the field taken care of already. That's fantastic. I, I still have to wonder. I heard from the, the scrimmage, Kay and Lee showed and showed well in the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There's only one other spot up for grabs this year. One. We got like five corners who could start at, at the other side, but we, we've only got one spot. Austin Osbury didn't even really get on the field last year. Um, we know Keontae Scott can play corner the opposite yeah. side. We know that uh, Nehemiah Pritchett, I heard, just heard you talk about him. He's coming in with a lot of experience. I was surprised to see him um, return because okay. of how much we brought in and brought back. Um, I thought that you know, maybe they would squeeze him out and he would lose some playing time and maybe he wouldn't like that. I don't know that that's a, a fact. I just know that we got more talented in the room. Do you, like, is is he guaranteed playing time? I, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know anybody's guaranteed playing time, but I know DJ James warrants a a start pretty much without competition. I won't say without competition because he's going to get out there and compete. He's going to show why he should be starting. But right. I don't know, man, that other side, I don't, I have no idea how that's going to work out over there. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of guys. Now, let's just continue to run down the list of cornerbacks that are in that room. So, uh, J.D. Rim, a guy who's a sophomore who showed well in his opportunities last season. And, and when we get into this portion of the list, you're going to get to guys who I wonder how much patience they're going to have, right? Like, J.D.'s a talented guy. Um, we already talked about K.N. Lee being the true freshman that's going to be um, stellar and out there warranting some attention. So is a guy like J.D. Rim going to say to himself, man, they got a true freshman coming in that could possibly take snaps. We know DJ, unless he gets hurt, um, is going to be out there taking a bunch of snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett is going to be out there taking a bunch of snaps. Is there Are there snaps available for me? Are they going to be rotating DBs? Because that's something that you know some of the top defenses are doing right now. They're not just sticking with these are my guys because at the pace that we're playing in college football right now, at the the amount of throwing the ball that happens right now, it's good mm-hmm. to have rotation in your defensive backfield along with your defensive front, right? So yeah. are we going to be rotating guys in and out with the DBs as well? And are we going to have an opportunity for a guy like JD to get some snaps this season who showed well in his time? And I think this system that fits him a little bit better this year. Okay. Okay. Don't know. 
And then uh, Tony Hundley Jr. did not get a lot of playing time. Not really big, big heralded guy. I think he. I don't. I don't even know if he's on scholarship. I think he's a walk on. Um, and then you've got Jalen Simpson, right? Who mm. is a guy who could like uh, Keontae Scott potentially move in and play some nickel, some uh, star because he. He tackles really well. He's probably one of the better open field tacklers in this defensive backfield. Played a little safety for us last year. Did like what he did at safety. Not sure how much safety he's playing right now during the fall or if he's playing safety at all. Uh, But I did like the potential of him at safety. You got Rod Elston, who, again, I think is a walk-on. And that pretty much is your outside room, your corners. So, I mean, if Jalen Simpson is, is playing cornerback and then I just really don't know, again, where snaps for a guy like J.D. Rim is going to come from. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I enjoy that. hopefully how, he, you know, he he has some patience and realizes his time is coming. What you got? How many cornerbacks did we actually sign in this, this signing class? Ooh, uh, I think that K.N. Lee was the only corner that was in this class. Okay. Uh, no, wait a minute. There might be some more coming. I let me see. Now you're making me try to remember stuff. Let me go and see, pull yeah. up. The only reason I asked is because I, I remember thinking again after we got Kay and Lee and we, we snatched him away. So I'm, I'm wondering, were there were there any additional? Yeah, there probably were, and I'm just not thinking about them right now because they're guys that are not on the roster right now. They'll be coming in the fall. But um, mm-hmm. let's see. Stop making me look up stuff, man. I'm sorry. Well, The room will be competitive. We knew that. Yeah, I, for sure. So we, it we makes me also wonder. That's right. Oh, that's right. D Max uh, letting us. That's right. We flipped uh, Roger Hood's Colton Hood. Colton Hood. But he's going to be more of a safety. I don't think that he's going to be a defensive back. Well, he, he is. I mean, he's a defensive okay. back, but I don't think he's going to be a cornerback. He's not a corner. Okay. Yeah, I think he's going to be more of a safety kind of. I mean, same thing with um, the kid that we flipped from Tennessee, Terrence um, Love. Yeah, I think he's going to be more of a safety slash linebacker guy. And we haven't even. Again, I'm just. I just ran down cornerbacks. I hadn't even gotten to the safeties, right? Like so, the other defensive yeah. backs that are out there. So just take a look at some of that room as I pull that up here. So we've got Donovan Coffin, of course, who was hurt for a portion of last year, um, is definitely going to be out there competing. Rock Austin up. Osbury, another mm-hmm. guy where I'm like, you know, hey, he's a redshirt freshman. Didn't see much of the field at all last year. Right. How patient is he going to be? Zion Puckett, you know, a guy who has been up and down in his Auburn career as far as health is concerned and as far as play on the field. Marquise mm-hmm. Gilbert, a guy who we thought was going to come in and compete immediately for safety. Right. Didn't play a lot except for on special teams. Caden Bridges, That's another right. stellar guy Stay out there. there who got some snaps last year, showed well in some of the time he was out there. Caleb Wooden, That's he was a right. star last year from the, the spring um, and by all accounts, is a is a ball player. He's going into his sophomore year. Craig McDonald, the transfer right. that came in from Iowa State, and Man. then we got Paul Thompson Jr., who's a, a walk on. Mac McClinton. I don't mean to say these guys' names like they're nobody, but Mac McClinton, another walk on guy. Um, but a lot of talent in those rooms. Yeah, yeah. There's there, and and I just don't know where the snaps are going to come from. Like you're going to have to be rotating guys in and out if you're going to get all of these guys' time. It's going to be super interesting to see um, what is going to be happening with this defensive backfield and how patient some of these guys are going to be. Because as we already stated, you got guys like Colton Hood who are going to be coming in and filling out that room even more. Yeah, Who's going to remain after the end of the spring? 
Uh, listen, if if Zach Etheridge can keep this room together, this is the greatest recruiter of all time. Yeah. Like there's the quarterback, sure. Yeah, you guys are gonna vote because there's only one guy who can play the position. If you can find a way to play and rotate these guys in a way that both maximizes their play on the field as a unit and keeps them ha- happy enough to stick around, greatest recruiter of all time. And because recruiting is not, especially in this day and age, it's not just, hey, I can get you here. It's, can I keep you here? I have to keep these guys happy or they're going to bolt. If you recruit three five stars at one position in one year, but two of them leave within two years and never see the field, how good of a recruit are you? You got to keep the guys here for for that recruitment statistic to matter. And if he can pull this off, some some I mean, losing one or two is not a big deal because yeah. just numbers wise, it's almost impossible yeah. to see a guy, especially the young guys that we have. We're, I mean, we're talking redshirt freshmen and freshmen here that are our highest rated recruit. Well, so I mean, so I mean, the opposite side of that though, like if you're a senior. Right. And you don't have very much eligibility left. There's no reason for you to stay. Right. Like if you're a younger guy, you could possibly wait it out. If you're an older guy and you're not looking like you're going to be in the two deep coming out of spring. You need to be going to find somewhere where you could play immediately. You do. But I guess for for our situation is we seem to be upgrading our talent in these rooms with the more recent additions. So if you're getting pushed out, like if you think of your Zion Puckett, you've been uneven play. Mm-hmm. on the field and and some injury history do you bolt now because this what you're not going to get a better situation than Auburn at this point at least not with the tape that he has now with, with how he's played to this point I don't I mean so here's the thing I don't know what the defensive backfield situations are around other power five schools right like you it, it might not be an SEC school that has or or a, a higher caliber SEC school because I mean right. if you go up from here you got to go to LSU, who they've been having DBs that are forever that have been great. You got to yeah. go to Bama, Arkansas. Go. Arkansas is probably a place where you could go. Travis is over there. He was here when Zion Bucket was here. Yeah, I mean when he was first here, it's okay. So there's there's some ways I I, I can see how that happened because they yeah. Arkansas will have good defenses. Kentucky will have good defenses. Um, you know. I don't know what the defensive Florida's going to have some good DBs there, so probably not there. Um, South Carolina could be a place that's you know up and coming that you could slide into. So there are some places where you could land if you decided to leave Auburn if you wanted to stay in the SEC. And again, I don't know what the outlook of like the defensive backfield is in some of these other Power Five schools, right? So mm-hmm. it's a possibility. Yeah. But you know, a big part of your recruiting job in the era of the transfer portal slash NIL is recruiting your guys to stay in-house. You get them there on campus, you have to figure out a way for them to stay in-house. So it's got a lot of work uh, left to do. Like your your recruiting job never stops. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! 
Anyway, we're going to get over here into the comment section and we're going to hear what you all are talking about this morning. Right here on the morning drop, you got Ike Jones, B. Will in here talking a little Auburn secondary play. We'll mm -hmm. start the conversation off from the chat with Dana Jones. He says, sounds like Scott may be doing a, a lot of blitzing. Talk about major disruption. Listen, Keontae Scott um, is a very good blitzer. When he was doing the blitz job, he, he does a really good... One of the things that I like about Keontae Scott, which I say a lot of great things about him, but one of the things I, I like about him is he's a, he's a very smart player. He, he is, he's heady when he's out there, and he is always trying to make plays happen without, I think, doing too much. You saw him in, even like in the, the, um, the punt return game, right? Like he was just always pressing to try to make something happen, but he very, he very seldomly just made big mistakes while doing that. Yeah. Um, so like his propensity to make big plays, I think is going to pay big dividends this year as he's more comfortable with the system, because again, he'll have more time to work in it. I'm looking forward to, um, seeing what Keontae Scott's got to offer this season. What, you th what are your thoughts there? I'm, I am, I'm hoping they have some room on the field for him is, is what I hope. I, I think he has the skills and he's definitely going to be on the field, but I want to see him shine because I think he probably will lose some of those return responsibilities. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to be in the return game very much at all this season. Right. So it'll just be about him being back there in the secondary. I liked him back there. He wasn't quite as locked down as, uh, as DJ James was, but I thought he still played very well. I can definitely see him in some nickel situations for sure. And they probably have to go to six a couple times with some of the offenses that we'll face. My guess is that he will be one of the mainstays on the field, even if he doesn't occupy a single spot permanently. So if he's not the opposite corner, I still think he'll be out there in nickel situations. Um, Donovan Kaufman as well. He's he's pretty much going to be able to rotate between corner and safety because he's a, a, a versatile defensive back. I like those two guys, both of them really, as... They're going to stay, and it might not be in one spot, but those guys will be on the field. So, um, and, and that's more about the headiness that you said, the, the maturity and the intelligence he has as a player. Um, I want to see him out there. He's just, he's electric, man. He's yeah. electric. I can imagine Keontae Scott on some returns just going crazy, or some interception returns just going crazy. Yeah, I am looking forward to him getting like, he got the one pick last year off of the, the, the tipped pass and all that kind of thing. I'm looking forward to him getting one of those. He just steps in front of one and then mm -hmm. takes one, you know, to the house or or makes the return super interesting. Um, because again, he's that kind of guy who he wants to make a play. He doesn't just want to go out there and he wants he wants to make something happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you listen to the interview that we did with him, he 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 wants to do whatever he can to to turn every play into a big play. Um yeah. so I'm looking forward to seeing him do that out there on the field. Valencia Jackson jumps in and said, saw Robbie doing an I hang TV commercial. Robbie out okay. there with the NIL situations popping off. Get your bread, man. Get yeah, your bread. Not mad at mm -hmm. that. Young Robbie doing his thing. Um definitely happy to see the players out there getting an opportunity to um take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, Joshua Jordan, this is one, This he says, hey, Ike, but that's before you came out here because this is mm -hmm. not a question for me. It's a question for B-Will. Is the mm -hmm. amen corner out? Let me tell y'all something. This is the best SEC football podcast of the last 16 years. And it <laughs> will be available this morning. It's actually finished exporting now. I had to come in here and kind of double check some stuff because I fell asleep last night finishing it up. So if you, before, if you, whether you're on Eastern time or Central time, before lunchtime, it will be up and available. So be checking for it. Yeah. So, um, 
Amen Corner, for those of you who don't know, is part of the Auburn Express family of podcasts. So it is myself, Paul Meharry, who is a contributor on UGA Sports, and my guy, our guy Kenny B, who has a thing called Toe to Toe Sports, who is a uh, Florida guy. So it's us just talking about the landscape of SEC sports. And uh, it was a good episode again, man. It's always good laughs. Mm-hmm. And um, us. It, it usually ends up being us making fun of Kenny. I'm not going to lie to you. We make fun of Kenny yeah. a lot on the pod just because hey man, he finds a way to be optimistic about florida man. in a way that i don't i don't think is normal like we ike is super realist so he's like yeah auburn it's not it hasn't been great so we hoping it's gonna be better florida kenny be like i don't know man florida we might be one piece away <laughs> y'all got graham mertz anyway i'm giving he away i'm giving away to he's definitely stuff. trying to sell graham mertz as the <laughs> as the stabilizing piece for uh, a potential florida run this year and that's always funny for me I'd be depressed if Graham Mercer's our quarterback. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Anyway. We'll see what they do here. Uh, the Reconciled says, Zach is the man, speaking of Zach Etheridge, mm-hmm. the fact that he turned out NFL talent in itself will keep players staying put at AU. Then you add the constant consistency. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Zach Etheridge definitely has, if you look at the resume of guys that he's been able to get into Auburn and then subsequently put into the league. He was a good DB coach when he was at Houston. I think Zach Etheridge is is putting himself in prime position uh, to do some big things. He, you know, we talked about Cadillac yesterday, if you guys watched the weekend tailgate on how Auburn needs to find a way to make sure they keep Cadillac retained here. Zach Etheridge is another guy where you got to figure out how do you keep him happy? Because he is, he's already been getting the calls how much longer is he going to be able to ignore the phone? Yeah, I, it's not going to be too much longer. Uh, what I hope is that within the first two years, we make some serious noise, which I think is completely possible. We are, we might be, the way things are shaping up, just the quarterback away. Just a quarterback away. And even though this year's schedule is friendlier, I don't think we'll be ready this year. Next year's schedule is a little more daunting because of our road games. But if we are settled at quarterback next year, but we got to play our two hardest opponents on the road, maybe we don't have the schedule to get through, but that's a 12-team playoff year in 24. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get through unscathed. We just have to get through and have just as much as many big wins as we do losses, and we have a chance to make it into a 12-team playoff and make some serious noise. Neutral fields may play a factor there more than having to go see some tough opponents. So, um... I think we can do some big winning in year two. I think that's possible. Year three would be like, okay, we should be completely set. But I don't think I I have doubts about keeping Zach Etheridge through year through a, a third year under Hugh Freeze. And it's not because of anything that's going on here. It's because if you recruit at this level, you keep your players happy, and your position group is productive. You're not gonna you're not gonna be here long without getting some some job offers, man. Even if it's a group of five, or if it's a a smaller Power five, he's gonna get the nod. They're gonna look at what he's been doing there, and it will not be long. So let's hope that we can make the most and do some big winning. As he's been, he's been stocking the cupboards for us. So when these players come here, I don't think they're just gonna file out the door to follow Zach Etheridge wherever he goes. They're gonna stay here because this will likely be the bigger program with more going for it at that time. But man, I really hope we capitalize while he's here. I want that for him and Cadillac. As guys who have played here, I want them to be a part of bringing another SEC championship, a playoff berth, a a national championship back to the Plains. I think that'll be huge. I want to see them do that before they 
start trans, you know, going on in their careers. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's going to be interesting, um, you know, to your point about whether or not he's going to, you know, again, they're going to get the phone calls. Um, but I think a big part of that is going to be how this experiment goes this year with the split DB room, right? right. Like the cornerback safety split uh, of coaching responsibilities may be a huge factor as to whether or not Zach Etheridge stays put. Because I just don't, I mean, it's just not, it's not something that you see happen often at this right. level. Um, right. So, you know, is he going to say to himself, okay, this was cool. And, you know, I appreciate them, you know, trying to accommodate and make something happen for me to keep me on here. But I want to, I, I want to, I have an entire room to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and with that, are they going to have to make a choice between him and McGriff? I don't, the only reason I don't think so is there may be, sometimes you get, you find a position for guys just to get them on staff so they can do other things that could that like recruit. Mm-hmm. And if you compensate those guys by how they recruit, like I know for sure at some point um, when Rodney Gardner was here, he had some some bonus structure set up for how well uh, the, the, the talent rating of the class that he signed, the guys mm-hmm. that he recruited. I, I got to think that Zach Etheridge's value is almost equal in as far as on-field coaching or as position group coaching as as it is recruiting. So if you take a little bit off of his play coaching-wise, it may be to his benefit. And maybe he likes the idea of, okay, now I can get after these, these high school guys more. I mean, I, I don't know that taking the room from him, I guess, and splitting that room in half is a negative because he gets to do more of something else that he's very, very, very good at because he's not just recruiting DBs. Just like we talked about Caddy yesterday. It's not just DBs. It's the, a couple of defensive ends and and big-time players that we were after. So um, hopefully, whatever that package is, whatever that combination of, of responsibilities is, he's happy with it. And it's not something that that caused any, any strife between him and Westbrook. Real. For sure. We will see. We will see as how this year plays out with that. Um, Haley says, no cap, be will. A-man corner is great. It's fantastic. She's not wrong. Big Gap says that Florida may try to sneak Malzahn back into the SEC. Are you predicting the downfall of Coach Napier already? Yeah. Is that is that what's going on? At this point, I don't think Gus has made himself too attractive at UCF. He's gone down there to do the same eight and four, nine and three show. So I don't. I, I mean, is there an advantage? Is, is Gus an attractive head coaching candidate right now anymore? I don't. I wouldn't think so, but you know, we've had our Gus experience. So, yeah. I mean, people would argue we should have never fired him. And in the wake of what happened mm-hmm. in the last two seasons, I don't know. You, you, I think people would have taken a, a good old eight and four Gus season over what we had the last couple of years. So. That's true. People would try to make it be like Brian Harson being the wrong choice means Gus Belzon was still the right choice. Now right. I don't still don't agree with that either. I I, I do not agree either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was time. So yeah, was anyway, time. we 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 are well documented in our thoughts on that. Don't be in here in the comment section talking about you guys talking about Gus again. I didn't. It was a comment. I yeah. wasn't gonna bring him up. <laughs> But I'm not mad you brought it up again. <laughs> Phil Coleman says, we'll see next year with him being in the Big 12. This is actually, I mean, so maybe, right? Because I don't know if you can recruit Big 12 talent to UCF to be able to compete in year one. But maybe year two or three of you being in the conference, we'll see um, whether or not him being back in one of the Power 5 conferences um, with Power 5 cachet attached to his name. Not one of the premier destinations in that con- I mean, 
premier, let's talk about the Big 12 for like half a second since we're here. Who are going to be the premier teams in the Big 12? Well, TCU's got a chance to stretch out this this bit of fame from, I mean, being the worst beaten team in bowl history by Georgia. But still, they're going to be the top of the totem pole for the Big 12, you'd have to think. Some yeah. continuity, the same coaches there, even though they did lose. Ooh, they lost their OC to like Clemson. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you get to the top of the mountain. <laughs> they lost their OC and their quarterback. <laughs> then they pick your bones dry. Golly, man. Yeah, we'll see if Sonny Dykes can put something back on. So Texas is gone. So who they got? OK State, mm-hmm. who's a decent program, decent, right? TCU, um, Kansas State, Iowa maybe. State, K State, Iowa State. Who else? Kansas was good last year, but I don't know if how Kansas much of a flash decent. in the pan that was. Kansas was decent. I think their their head coach is building something there, but it really it's a bunch of the best program is like good, good or okay, like that's it. So the I think the top has been reset there. Mm-hmm. So could UCF go in there? I don't know, man. If you can't win the the, the AAC, I don't know. I really don't know. If you can't that's, win the that's American, kind of my point. It's not as yeah. if they were dominating the conference they were in. And right. then you're going to move to a Power Five conference, but are you even in like a strong Power Five conference? So if you were in a a pretty strong AAC, but not dominant there, and you're going to move to a kind of weak Power Five conference, I don't know how you go dominate there. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably a lateral move. Except every team that you're going, that's going to be in your, you had some gimmies on the schedule at UCF. All right, it's like Temple was terrible. And, um, well, there's quite a few teams that were terrible there. But you also had really good teams like Tulane and ended up beating, you know, SC in the bowl game. Uh, Cincinnati, who was good, not great after the fall off. There was there, there were a couple of good teams there, but there were only like two or three. Right. UCF was a top four team there. They go to the Big 12, even as they're presently constructed, with what I saw from K-State, with what I saw from TCU, with what I saw from OK-State, I think they're probably like the sixth best team in that conference. But so if, if, if Gus can show something, yes, I, yes, he can show it's possible. You go there and claw your way into a top two finish or into the championship game for the conference. Yes. I think that's an accomplishment on his behalf, whether he can do it or not. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, James Barnett says Zach and lack and Zach want to be at Auburn. I think it's not always money related or a different position. Uh, I don't know that it's always money-related either. I do think that a lot of it has to do with career trajectory, though, right? Like, right. wanting to be at Auburn is one thing, but you want to be at Auburn. So I'll I'll use T. Will as an example. T. Will didn't want to leave Auburn. Right. But T. Will also wanted to be a defensive coordinator. Right. Right. And Auburn was not willing to hire him as a D.C., so he went and found a place that would give him a D.C. job because T. Will in his allegiance to Auburn, also that didn't supersede his desire to want to have a bigger role. Right. Um, and so sometimes it, and it's sometimes it's a combination of a lot of things. And so right. my worry in those instances, because, you know, Caddy a year ago, I'd have told you he's not going anywhere. Caddy mm-hmm. post interim head coach status. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what his desires have changed to, because sometimes yeah. when you experience something new, you're like, Oh, this is nice. I could see, I can, yeah. I could get used to this. And then that becomes the thing that you 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 go and you pursue. Your your career aspirations sometimes will supersede your love for a place. Mm-hmm. And it's and there's not no situation where either one of those guys couldn't go out, test the waters, try something, and decide, you know what? 
that's cool. I'm going to go back. I'm sorry. Whoever we got in that running back position when Caddy leaves, if Cadillac goes out and is a head coach and he tries it and it's, let's say it goes well for a little bit, but it's like, ah, man, this wasn't, this wasn't what I wanted it to be. It didn't feel like home. You don't think he's coming back? Man, they demoting or firing whoever that is in that spot. Like, sorry, man, Caddy's coming back. He he could he will always have a home here. Yeah. So there would be no harm in, in him going to try some stuff out. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting though. Like again, I'm not hoping for this scenario. I'm just saying that it's it's a potential that's looming out there because I do understand that these men want to be able to continue their career trajectory in the direction that it deserves to go in, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't want to yeah. be um, position room coaches for the rest of their career, no matter, even if it's at Auburn, they would like to have more responsibility and be able to do more things. Um, I know this for a fact now that both of them have bigger aspirations for their careers. Mm-hmm. And so they want to continue to get the responsibilities on their plate so they can garner themselves the, the opportunity to move forward. So mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing what those guys do in their future. Um but that's it, man. We are out of here. We will see you all up. But we're out of here until next time. And as always, War Eagle. Peace. Peace. Drive!